You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy, Eric. I'm here with Anthony and Shayna. We back. We back. We were going for a while. A long time. We had a whole month hiatus. A lot of stuff has happened. We'll recap you on that. But we have a special guest today, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia is our special guest. Anthony, he's hit us up. He was like, hey, I got a friend who's coming on. She has her own podcast. You're like, sure, let's bring her out. Let's have her join us. So how are y'all doing? Good. You good? I feel so honored and special to be here. Well, thank you for being here. We're honored, too. We love having guests. It's always fun to be able to talk to people about things they're passionate about. So we, we truly appreciate it. Um, y'all, a lot of stuff, you know, has been, been happening. We're going to we're going to catch up on that later, but we kind of want to open up the, the floor for Cynthia to kind of talk about what you do, who you are. Let's give us a little bit of insight into to right. Cynthia. So the classic, I boom. All right. Yeah. So, um, I'm Cynthia LaShawn. I'm alumni from Michigan State University. Go green, go white. Go, go green, go right, period, all day and forever. And I am a multimedia, uh, journalist based in Detroit. I have my own podcast called The Lounge Pod, and where we discuss like social and culture, social society and culture, mm-hmm. and also make it like a space for bring people you might not be able to uh, speak to or talk to on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. and um, make create like genuine casual conversations like The Lounge, which was inspired mm-hmm. back in college. Shout out to Brody, we used to have like the <laughs> best conversations like in the oh, lounge Brody. area, like the on realest the ones. Yeah. <laughs> And I just like she wasn't the, the new bro. All right, the, 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 the new Brody. The new Brody. No, no, the bo- new Brody. Like it was bougie. It was living better than like, some people's yeah. houses. Like the new Brody. Y'all just don't know the old yeah, Brody. The old it was Brody. struggles. I like, heard. I heard whew. like the old Brody was called the Brojacks. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was. <laughs> yes, it looked like it. Looked it yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. I'm in the same class as her because that updated cafeteria is my whole life. Yeah. Man, y'all missed out on the, the grind. Of, of Brody, of old Brody, but continue. We ain't living <laughs> in the past no more. Continue, Cynthia. I'm sorry. But no, but like being in a lounge, and like in the school lo- study lounges, like having those great conversations, mm. like people are so honest and real, and I want to keep that going. And yeah. also when I have guests, uh, that's my mindset when I have, um, like I have, my homeboy, Joel Jones, shout out to him, state rep. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to make like, so what made you get into politics? I want right. to have like a legit genuine conversation. I want my audience who listen to, I want them to feel like they in the same, like they, like they just chilling with them, right. just getting to know him. Right. You know? right. So that's why my base for it. And that's why I try to keep, keep the vibe for it. And so what, in terms of topics, it's just like general, like current events, things that happen in the community. That and, um, yeah, just general topic on the community and things, um, that pertains to us. Like one of my first, uh, biggest, most, popular episode was situationships mm. you know and just discussing that and getting people different people opinions on that like relationships yeah. um money i had a financial advisor come in yeah. talk about finance like people get their money right um you know people who done different things so just like inspirational but yeah general things like that yeah good so you're currently, um, so you say you just graduated. Yes. And with a journalism degree? Yes. That's her best life on social media. I told her. <laughs> Wait, she's she's mean, stunning on all of us. Hold on, let's hear about this. What's going well, on? I mean, August, like, it been lit. You know, I feel bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, audience. I didn't get a chance to do an episode. I've been grinding too, but I also had, had some takes some me time. Went to care. I was telling um, Anthony I went to Carabana for the first oh, time. Oh, shoot. Y'all, like, if you live in Michigan, go to Carabana. First of all, your right. money lo- goes farther. If you go by the bridge, they got a thing called duty free, mm-hmm. and you can get the, like a big $80 of alcohol for like $30. Yep. Um, and Carabana is just like, it's like the second best place i ever went to just to uh visit um mm-hmm. it's just a party every day nice um beautiful people all over the world yeah. and next to that in howard's homecoming oh yeah so that was like the two best did you run into drake i know drake usually goes to, i did to, not i was looking i was looking for him right. i told but my drake. girls like look if i see drake i'm dipping <laughs> but, but carabana is like really nice it's just like uh you know different you know at, like black like center cultures mm-hmm. they come together for this festival you know celebrate so it's it is very nice yes i would like to go back but wear a costume like, oh, <laughs> right. i was just like i'm gonna get a costume and i waited longer and longer it's like dang i'm just gonna have to just 
uh, put something together. But those costumes elaborate though. They got like the, the wings and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so it was crazy. But and everybody is nice and welcoming. Good, good. Yeah, you saw everybody from like I saw people, old women in eighty oh. years old, dressing okay. to the nines with the costumes. So it's very inclusive. I like yeah. that. I'm with her. If you live in Michigan, you definitely should check out um, Carabana. And when you go respect the culture, yeah. don't yes. go talking about you want to hear Drake. Or, <laughs> Thank you. you know, like just go and listen to all the Caribbean music, all the you know the Afro beats and. And, you know, just dance and enjoy the people and enjoy the culture. So is that C R A A C I R A B A N A A? Huh? <laughs> Wait, what's you spell? C I R A B A N A. Like Caribbean C A R A. Like Carabana. Yeah. Okay. It's too early for me. I can't. I can't spell. Wait, hold on. It is C A R I B A. Yeah, C A R I B A N A. Carabana. Thank you. My brain didn't work with my mouth for a second. You're correct. So for you, um, what, what what sort of inspires you, you know, with, to come up with these topics? Is it just based off personal life situations? And- um, personal life, like how I'm feeling in the moment, what we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, my topics come inspired from my like, conversation I have with friends mm-hmm. or my friend might say something that really sparked an interest. Yeah. Like um, she was talking about like hookup culture and mm-hmm. Um, or I guess from other podcasts, it's this yeah. podcast called uh, Therapy for Black Girls. Uh, somebody put me on, oh. and it was talking about sexuality. Wow. And I saw, and I thought about like the double standards, and I'm just like, you know, it'd be really good. Like we talk about. It. Sometimes I have like fun types, but sometimes I'm gonna have types like shake the table. <laughs> you know, like let's challenge Maybe. people's thoughts. You know, I also want to grow it and make it to like um, just bridging the conversation. Mm. And just talking about things we don't really talk about or it's hard for people to talk about. And um, so with that, I'm trying to plan an episode with that and also probably have like a a counselor or somebody that's, you know, educated that that can help um, explain and break it down. Because I can't really talk about it if I don't really know about it. You know, and and also bring conversations like the best one I had recently was episode online dating. And a lot of people feel some type of way about that and just like how we feel some type of way about that when we live in a digital age, you know. I so you. just different things that challenge people's thoughts and perceptions. Okay. And I think the one thing I like about podcasts is that it gives everyone, regardless of your 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 background, where you're from, your perceived notion of life, you have the opportunity to kind of just have these conversations and dialogues. And maybe not everyone wants to hear it, but there may be people in the audience who can understand and relate to it. So that's why I love podcasts and I love when people are starting new new podcasts with new topics, uh, because we all have we can all have the same the similar topic, but the way that you view it is different, right? And so, um, it sounds like you're doing some amazing stuff. Like, what what's what do you see yourself? Cause I know you got a journalism degree. Where do you kind of see yourself in the next that next step in your life? I so on the real. I see myself trying to be Oprah, but not like Oprah. I'm a, I don't like saying like I'm trying to be next Oprah because yeah. I feel like that's some big shoes and it's always been done. So I'm trying to be like the the next Cynthia, like the best Cynthia. Right. So um, hopefully like one day like get syndicated. I like writing, so we're gonna put that atmosphere like a bestseller yeah. book. You know, yeah. he just let's just put that out there. So you try to manifest stuff. So, but yeah, just um, probably take my show bigger. Hopefully, um, and yeah, and just. Continue telling stories. I like to tell stories. Awesome. How did you meet Anthony? <laughs> How did you run into this guy? No. Um, back, I don't know if I was a freshman or a sophomore because I was just like trying different orgs and I like media and I like, like I said, like storytelling and um, film. Mm-hmm. So it was like Turn Productions. He was a uh, part of that organization where they made many movies and yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, we, we were a show on MSU Telecasters called Turn. It's still going on. Um, I was a producer at the time and uh, I had reached out to Cynthia at this little like, um, open forum where we got freshmen and stuff that, you know, we try to catch them when they're coming out of their media class. Like, hey, take a take a brochure, take a brochure. You want to do something with your life? Come be on, come be on this show. So like, basically, Everest we were like Everest commercial. College. Right. <laughs> we, Get off we, the couch. We, we were walking Everest College commercials and Cynthia had come over like, oh my God, time, you guys are drama. And, you know, she she had joined on for a while. Nice. That's how we met. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, MSU has a lot of great programs and clubs. Um, you know, I've met a lot of great people from these clubs, clubs and programs. So I'm, I'm glad that you're able to find him and connect with this guy and kind of lead to this point in the future. So that's kind of cool. Um, moving forward, do you think, um, in terms of the, the, the idea of a situation you're situating around your podcast, do you have a sort of like a goal in terms of a, 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 who'll be your best guest or your, your sort of your, 
not your best guess, but who'd be that one person you want to interview in your podcast? Like who'd be that that main person? Like if you could find anyone in the world, who would you like to talk to? Man, anyone in the world I can mm. have in the lounge. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a that's a big question right there. Anyone? <laughs> I say anyone. I have to say Beyonce. Like I just oh. want to just talk to her. Like, cause I'm gonna have her in the lounge. Cause the way the studio set up is like like a, like a little lounge area. So I believe in the couch. Like, give her a mimosa. Like, I want you to spill all the tea. Like, tell she, me the real. She's like, not going to give you real tea. <laughs> oh, now if I get it, I'm gonna make sure her mimosa a little strong. Uh, you gotta find somebody. <laughs> dream, so yeah, you know. But that's dream, right, like, right, if I could like really like talk to anybody, you yeah. know. But it would be Beyonce. Cause I'm just so curious like how like did you get through homecoming like how like what what do you eat it's like how you... it's, a, it's a whole netflix uh, show <laughs> but no just more like the real is like the movie that's the edited version like give me the real you know what yeah, i mean like I was edited? <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm sorry but no yeah, like you. really just talk to like and just know her true feelings about like what it's like being a star like yeah. this long yeah that's true you know like you've been this yeah. has been her whole life with no break that's when you think about this. She's probably seen a lot of stuff. She's probably been through a lot of stuff. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like again, yeah. somebody mindset. Like, how do you think? You know, that's true. I'm thinking about us. Who we? Who would be our like top person? Oh, I really do. Mm. This is my dude. I want to interview Aries Spears. Aries Spears. So bad. Why Aries Spears? Because I just, he, he just from Mad TV. He gives he gives yeah, the most compelling Aries. interviews. Like he's just like with, with his he charisma. Gets very controversial. He does right. I don't know. That's just my dream guy to interview. What about like? I feel like Tiffany Haddish. She'd be fine. We can, we can, we can aim higher. I mean, that's just that's just what Andrew <laughs> says. That's just what I say we can aim higher. Shannon, who would you interview? What would be your your favorite guest? Who would I interview? Um, I never really thought about no? that. Like, who would I interview? I would people's... interview. I would interview Nas. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a solid. great laid back interview. He's always laid back. I love it. All right, y'all. The goal is we got these people right in our minds. We're gonna mm-hmm. slide into the DMs. Mm-hmm. Somebody just go online. Dude, I feel like a creep if I do that. Man. <laughs> Question. Like a, do we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, are we only allowed to choose like one person? Because it's another person. I would no, love to somebody who. It, I can't. You want. I don't know why. I'm, it's like an early morning thing because I can't really think of his name. Mm-hmm. The director of Get Out and Us. What was? Oh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Jordan Peele. Peele. Yes. Because you yeah. said Aries Spill. That's who came to my mind. Like Jordan Matt Peele. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, first of all, like I, would, I just want to ask him one question. Like when you was on Mad TV, did you see yourself after this being on this magnitude of this level right. of success? Yeah. That'd be that'd be a great one. Uh, that'd be a great think piece. I mean, she, he's he's the type of guy who's who's extremely. His work is he's so creative. Like, I want to sort of pick his brain and see where he comes from. Right, because he work. was talented. Him and and um, and Key was definitely talented on Mad TV. But yeah. you know, he didn't think like, oh yeah, he's gonna be the breakout. You right. know, they were funny. You know, That's they true. was uh, talented. But I would never thought like years years later, uh, mm. dominating the movie industry. Oh, that's deep. But- okay. I have a question. Like, we are in, like, a really tumultuous time when it comes to black journalism. Like, a lot of mm. our staples are either gone or they're fading away, like Jet, yes, Ebony. Yeah, but we also have, you know, people like you, yeah. and you and other black journalists who are, like, doing their own thing. So where do you see black journalism going from here? Um, I can see it still becoming bigger. I see a lot of black journalism going more in the digital space, which I feel... um but I've been noticing, I knew, known media was going to go digital a long, long time ago, uh, especially when people start buying less and less magazines. But um, I see a lot of black journalism going more like YouTube, podcasting, uh, especially the new generation. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, more ownership, too, especially everyone going to a more entrepreneurship mindset. Yeah. So that's why I see it going. And I would say too, like the National Association for Black Journalists, they're strong. Like every year, shout out to NABJ. Yeah, like they, they are strong. Every year they had, they actually had one in Detroit meeting uh, last was, year, right? I was there. Yes. Yeah. It was, and it was amazing. I got to. Well, I didn't get to go, but I was kind of around <laughs> it because I worked downtown. You just kind of see everyone, you know, walking around. Um, but it shows you that gives you hope for the future, and especially in journalism when it's being attacked, and especially by the people who lead this country, mm-hmm. it's important that we have sound quality black journalists who can speak truth, speak to the, to the power. So, you know, continue to do what you do, you know, continue to work hard. Um, but 
we're going to bring you into our, our conversation. So we're going to we're going to merge this into our next segment mm-hmm. of current events. So let's let's get into that. <laughs> this is your day today, Eric, because we we've missed. Well, so we got much. a lot of this, current this events. This is your day. It was all, it's our day because we about to go ahead and all jump on this. So yeah. let's let's first talk about Jay Z and the NFL situation. Ooh. Wow, that's a lot. So, <clears throat> so as we know, Jay Z. Um, as, long, as well with as long, sorry, Jay Z, <laughs> along with Colin Kaepernick, um, last year they had this big sort of, um, not necessarily a fight, but they were trying to get the NFL to sort of see their side, like the, the importance of you know um, supporting Black people, especially in this time with police brutality. But Jay Z decided to partner with the NFL recently, and he is creating some type of program with the NFL where he's going to be leading. And people were up in arms against that. They felt that Jay-Z should be with the cause. He should be down with Kaepernick in the movement. And they felt that he's kind of selling out in the – And I, I kind of see it, but I kind of don't. Um, but, but what do you all think about the situation? I feel that Jay-Z in this, in this particular situation is trying to change the game from the inside. Mm-hmm. But some people think that he's selling out because he did that. Listen. In the beginning, I was uh, I was I was I was a little upset. I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. But I mean, right right now, I'm kind of like I mean, I don't care either way. Me and Shane, I had yeah. a conversation about it. But I was like, I, I, I'm at the wait and see moment now. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it a year. If something actually happens, then all right, hats off. If nothing yeah. happens, I'm like, all right, business as usual. I mean, it's gonna be business as usual. Like so? I'm not yeah. at the when it comes to Jay Z, I'm not at the wait and see. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, it is what it is. But I also feel like we are giving Jay-Z, like, a lot of unjust criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should be, you know, criticizing the NFL as an institution and their owners more so than we should be criticizing Jay-Z. I agree. That's true. I agree. I think that Jay-Z, um, at, the end, at the end of it, he's a businessman. So he's going to do his best for his, his business in his pocket. I think having that social component to your business is always important. But I think that at the end of the day, he's going to try his best. But the system, like you said, is so pitted against these black people and black black athletes that it's not going to you're not going to see any change in terms of system changes. But, you know, I truly feel that Jay-Z has good intentions. I'll put it that way. We, we just gotta wait and see. This I think I know. Right. It's I mean, so early. I, I think he I has do, good intentions. I do think he has good. In, I just it's this is an exercise in futility because mm. as you've seen, like a bulk of the money that they have already donated went to a nonprofit mm. that yeah. kind of you know steered young black boys to cut their dreads off. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! True. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, Wait, so they're for that? They're for right. cutting the dreads off or they're against it? No, they are for like they were kind of like oh, oh like yeah. the um the head of the nonprofit or one of the nonprofits that they donated to in Chicago. You know, like you know Twitter is forever. Yeah. Yes. Twitter is wow. for Twitter is the devil. Like if I ever became famous, I would delete my Twitter. Yeah. Once it's out there. So they, you know, people they go back and they search and they saw the head of the nonprofit like taking pictures, you know, young black man sitting in the chair, like, oh, this young black man has decided to cut his hair for a better life. Oh, God. Mm. So then it started this whole thing where, you know, Ava DuVernay started it, Mm -hmm. where she, you know, posted a bunch of pictures with her locks, like, I have locks and I have a good life and I'm successful. So, yeah, but, you know, if you know anything about the nonprofit game, like big non, it's basically, like big nonprofits are basically pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. A lot of money goes to administrative costs versus who they're actually trying to help. Yeah, I'm sure like 90% of it goes to administrative costs. Yeah, and then like because they're nonprofits, this is something that's easily verifiable. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so I guess we can just cap it off saying so, <laughs> the so, verdict so is Jay- out still. But, <laughs> but a lot of people are like, oh, this is who Jay-Z. I, I honestly don't think he has as much control as we think he does no, as far yeah. as this is concerned because it, he's the, done some good things. The, the program they is they saying is like it's like pro police. It's a pro police oh, program. And I don't think we should be anti-police, mm. but I don't like throwing money at like that type of thing. That's not our responsibility. That's the responsibility of the law enforcement institution to do that. So do you think the NFL benefited more from the optics of having Jay-Z sit at the table 
than Jay-Z, then we are benefiting from Jay-Z sitting at the table? That makes sense? I think something big has happened that we don't know mm. that I think we haven't detected yet because, mm. like me and um, Anthony, we did have the discussion, like, viewership went down, but then it went back up last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, Little League participation in football went down 20%. Yeah. But we don't know why. Is it because parents are not are fearful of the effects of football? Or is it because people are having less children? But I heard it's all sports, though, not just football. I heard that all sports, Little League baseball, soccer, all of them are seeing declines in, in participation. So it could be. Well, or money, because those are very, yeah. like, it's very expensive to participate yeah. in club sports. Yes. Well, the cynical approach for the whole Jay-Z thing about coming out to him would be like, oh, he's here to keep the black people in line. Like, oh, mm. see, we got a, we got a black guy here. You know, see, damage control. Fine. Yeah. You know, he it's a damage control, like you said. Um, wow. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next one. Um, so Amazon rainforest is burning oh, right now. Earth, I'm sorry, mother. God, Earth. like we, between we, we're these, killing you. I'm sorry. Between these hurricanes and the ice caps melting, and you know the Amazon forest burning, um, this is getting scary. There's a great think piece on the New Yorker or the New York Times that I want to read called like um, Let's stop. Basically, it's being blunt. Like, let's stop pretending we can prevent the climate apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of just kind of like come to terms with it. Because as humans, we're resilient, right? Yeah. We've always been resilient. And the think piece, I kind of skimmed through it. I should have read it more in detail. But it's more like, look, let's just come to terms with what we got and work with what we got. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we're, we're becoming too arrogant as a species. Yeah, but I heard with Amazon Forest, um, these, these native groups, I think they're tribal groups, they had a lawsuit against the government. They won the lawsuit. It was for like a, I guess for them to stop um, deforestation. And after that, these fires started to erupt. So I'm like, is that tied to it? Is it a conspiracy going on with this? I mean, I don't put nothing past nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that could be that. People are saying it's a conspiracy. Like they're they're burning it down uh, because of their they're mad that the indigenous groups won that lawsuit. So that's scary. So keep an eye on that, people, um, because again, that's 25 percent of the world's oxygen. What's to be gained from in that? Amazon Forest? We we didn't win, so we'll kill everybody. What's to be gained from that? Man, big corporations and even the government. No, let me not get into that. I um, mean, <laughs> you have like corporations that spray pig shit in the air right. where people live. So I, I really don't put nothing past nobody. Seriously, <laughs> you, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but again, keep an eye on that. I think that could be something that hopefully doesn't turn too serious or too catastrophic for us. But it's it's scary, man. It's almost it feels like the end of times right now. I feel now. like I'm I'm in that position where I, I I don't turn a blind eye, but it's like I don't yeah. want to know too much about what the government is doing because I feel like I would walk around depressed all the time because yeah. I know some shit's going down that I don't know about, and it's just like ugh, I don't want to know too ignorance much about it. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, right. in, 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 in this situation, ignorance is bliss. Like, well, I, we all gonna die though. <laughs> I mean, that's inevitable. Be you know, no. Humans die. That, that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, well, we accelerating the pace though, man. Um, let's get into. I want to come back to Paul Mooney later. Let's get into the Popeyes chicken. I have to. I have to talk about this, y'all. Um, I heard it's good, but Chick Fil A is that place, you know. Hold on. So let, let's let's recap this. So Popeyes chicken <laughs> yeah, came out with this sandwich, right? It was supposed to be better than any sandwich, chicken sandwich we had. And it kind of, they kind of mimicked Chick-fil-A a little bit in terms of their packaging, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They said on Twitter, you good? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was a huge Twitter debate about this. Like people are are debating like what's better, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's. And people are literally, they were going insane for this Popeye's sandwich. Man, I, I've never had Popeye's, well, I haven't had Popeye's in about two years. Mm-hmm. Just because there's not a lot of locations near me. Um, and so I didn't get to try it. Has anyone tried the Popeye sandwich? You know what's so crazy? Yeah. I waited. Like, I don't know why. I, I procrastinate on things like that. And the day <laughs> I woke up, I was just like, you know, I'm going to try some Popeye's chicken. And I get <laughs> on Twitter and I said, thanks so much, you guys. We love you, but um, we'll be back. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah, I like, damn. That. And I thought, well, okay, well, let me just check. So I drive to the Popeye's near uh, near me um, out in Livonia. So I'm like, okay, at least let me just see. And I get to the door. And before I didn't have to walk in, it had a sign on the door talking oh. about, yeah, we're out of the Popeye's sandwich. Oh, my God. I, I got another story. Because um, you, you got to love black people, man. They had signs all over the place saying, we are out of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> you had multiple people walk up to the window like, hey, y'all got the sandwich? 
And one lady actually pointed to the sign, like, no, we're out. Like, I see the sign, but have y'all got any more sense then? Like, no, we're, we're out. Like, <laughs> My problem with this was, I'm not sure if this was an intentionally, like, created, like, frenzy by Popeyes or yeah. whatever. But they were not prepared. They did not prepare their workers mm. for this frenzy. Yeah. Um, they, like, with the even with the signage, I will be upset and probably borderline delusional if mm. I sat in line for a couple hours and then I drove up to the window and I saw a written sign or a, right. a Word document on the, like, they didn't properly prepare these workers with proper signage, with uh, the amount of food. And yeah. then it's where these Popeyes are. I was driving down 12 mile and telegraph and I thought a lane was closed. Mm. I'm like, is a lane closed? <laughs> like this heavy traffic over here. Like what's going on? And it was because like people were in line for this Popeye's chicken God. sandwich. And yeah. it's like, this wouldn't go down in any other area. No. It only goes down in black concentrated areas. Really? Like where the, where the municipality would tolerate this type of, you know, obstruction and traffic. Yeah. Yeah, um, and um, the verdict I've heard. Have y'all had it? No. Okay. So, I wasn't interested. So from people who have had it, I've heard that, you know, like, yeah, hey, it's really good. Like, you know, it, it's dumb and Chick-fil-A uh, neck and neck. But, you know, and you look on social media, it's like, oh, uh, Chick- Chick-fil-A is friends. Popeye's is living single. Stop, <laughs> you, know, like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, 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 oh. it is what it is. You know, social media is savage. But um, I agree. You know, it's just a sandwich. It'll come right. back. Like, I ain't that but crazy But will it be just it. as good, though? You know what I mean? I don't want to come sure. back and I try it first time. People tell me, like, it's not like the first one. When it come, yeah. when it come back, they're going to be properly, you know, with they're going to be, they're going to have the amount that they need to service the people. And it's, the exclusivity is gone. Mm-hmm. So, so it's probably not going to be as good because the 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 main thing that people wanted was the exclusivity of right. having the sandwich. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then you know what's funny? I was like, t- I was it, all this stuff like the videos of people fighting in the drive-through, <laughs> um, fighting the workers. It was, I was just like, held at gunpoint. Yes, oh, I was yeah. just like, we are living in a living uh, in a real episode of the Boondocks because right. yeah. although thank you for saying that. <laughs> yes, that, saying that's. That. Makes a lot of sense. But also, like, but the funny thing is, okay, like, we can't get too into that because, like, that episode was really based on what happened around that time. I think it was 2009 where Popeye's had the little four for four or something Mm -hmm. like that, and they sold out. But it wasn't to this magnitude. Like, it was an episode somebody legit drive the car through the Popeye's, and I think I saw something, like, similar to that. Like, it was insane with all this Yeah, life imitates art, doesn't it? I yeah. think social media like exacerbates everything. For sure. Like, for sure. like the social media crisis just that it made it worse because right. it's like, oh, you got one and I want one <laughs> and I can't have it. Or I've been, or like I said, like the whole sitting in line for hours. Yes. Right. I had multiple people tell me, like, yo, it's good, but it ain't worth that. Yeah, you I'm not right. sitting in line for hours for no chicken sandwich. And then oh, people man. buying like 10, 15, 20 sandwiches and reselling them. Resell them. Like, come on. What is this? I mean, that's trying a hustle. to resell them. Right, trying. Yeah, I'm not I buying mean, any second yeah. food. You right. can't get mad at that hustle. That's a good finesse, though. I'm not buying anyone second food. Don't say that. Don't say <laughs> it's not an iPhone. Right. I'm not going to buy a sandwich off of somebody. You, but, right. if, but look, if you see like somebody in line and be like, I mean, I can save you uh, some nope. uh, some time. That's the equivalence <laughs> of selling oxygen from a Kanye West concert. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Oh, don't do get Kanye some ideas. I just remember seeing the meme of the lady. She was the worker. Had her hands in her head in her hands. Yes. Looking just depressed. I feel bad. There were Popeye's workers outside chain smoking. Like, <laughs> like, and they don't get paid enough for this they either. Don't, they like, don't, right. That's another issue that, like, they don't get paid enough for that. So like, I don't think they planned for it to go like this, though. I think the internet is fickle and latched onto the newest thing. Is, yeah, 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 yeah Popeye's. They blew that up. But then okay. also for the price point, like $4 for the sandwich, like, when you, like, when I pay for, like, when I go to Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm paying for more than my nuggets. I'm paying for the good customer service. I'm paying for yeah. the what a side experience. of homophobia. <laughs> I had to. I had to. But I will. I will say Chick Fil A's. Chick Fil A's customer service is amazing. Like they yeah. Just, but thank you so but much. But for Eric. the price point, like it's not worth the four dollars. Like I, I shouldn't have to sit in line for hours for a four dollar sandwich. I agree. It's not. That's too much. If you got good customer service in a busy mall like Somerset, then you you winning. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say more of the story is don't give into these trends. 
Like I'm gonna wait. I'm, I might wait until it comes back out. I heard it's gonna be like October when it comes back out, but but it might not see. because when Nacho Fries first came out, they were good, and then when they came back out, yeah. I still like to change something. Yeah, I still like Nacho Fries. Nobody knows how to cook them. They're always limping, soggy, they are. seriously <laughs> cooked. Oh, that's the worst. Leave them in the deep fryer for like another minute, <laughs> right? Minimum. Yeah, I, might I want them crispy. The wrong ones. All, all right. right, so we, we we good on that we one. We good on this one. All right, we got a long list, y'all. All right, Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor situation. Who heard about that? Ooh, See, that now, when it first dropped, uh, Comedy Hype, shout out to Comedy Hype. Mm-hmm. They've been coming up on uh, YouTube. Um, so there was an interview with Richard Pryor's bodyguard where he said Richard Pryor had a problem with Paul Mooney because mm-hmm. Paul Mooney had had sex with Richard Pryor's son. Underage son. Right. In the beginning, I thought like, oh, okay, well, you know, Richard Jr. is an adult. But then it came out later when TMZ ran up on Richard Jr. Like, oh, we heard, you know, you and the Paul thing. I mean, so like, why was it a problem? And at some point, Richard Jr. said like, well, why would it be appropriate if I was underage? Mm-hmm. Not really admitting did, that yeah, it happened. He didn't I mean, confirm it, but right. he, he didn't he say kinda, that it didn't right. happen. So right. then that's when people said, wait a minute, he was underage. <sighs> and then that's when people came out with the whole like Paul Mooney, you know, pedophile thing. And he canceled some shows because of all the controversy. And now this is where we're at. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, I'm sure it's a lot of pedophile files in the industry we just don't know about yes. like, this is not new and um me me personally <laughs> i you know i love paul mooney's humor because he's always been sharp about race like i always think he's one of the comedic greats you know right up there with prior mm-hmm. even because prior is just more mainstream and more popular um but yeah this was um this this was a shock now okay all right so what's the assessment of this what, what do we take away um i would say the biggest takeaway is that you can never really know who anyone is. Like, even yes. if you think you know who they are, you have no clue what they're doing in behind the scenes, like in a personal life. So, so you think he's guilty? I mean, if, if Richard Pryor's son, the way he, he answered it, I think he did. I think he did it. Like, he, if someone didn't do that, there's yeah. something there. And there's I some think, truth to it. Um, this is YouTuber, uh, shout out to Lovely T. She made a whole video about it, and that's how I found out about it. And mm-hmm. she even said um, his mother who's also Richard Pryor's uh, wife, um, well, ex-wife, you know, um, uh, at Richard Pryor's funeral, she said, um, he t- he said, he uh, said, said that, mentioned that to in front of everybody. And I think he said it was like tape. Like, you got to go to the video and her breaking wow. it down. So, um, wow. I, I, I can't confirm nor deny, but I will say, like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it came to be true. But I always question, like, the intent of those who drop information like that when they're trying to sell something. Right, and this right. man is trying it's to true. sell a book. Because in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, this yeah, this is his bodyguard saying this. Like, maybe he's trying yeah. to sell a book or something. And it's like, why now? But then, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why now? Yeah. Like, uh, the gentleman that wrote about, you know, Emmett Till and the lady that she admitted that she lied mm-hmm. on Emmett Till and then that whole thing happened. He sent out that information for 10 years. Oh. And then only that information came out when he was trying to promote a book. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think sometimes like situations like that, that's that person's truth to tell. Like, I feel like that's Richard Pryor's story for him to be able to tell. Like he shouldn't be forced to yeah. make that that public. Like if he, it's that as well. You know, he, maybe he didn't want people to know. Right. But now that we do know, I mean, I know <clears> we're, <throat> we're in the cancel culture. So, I mean, yeah. Mooney might be canceled. Really... Oh, speaking of no, cancel I don't, culture, I don't like the culture we're in, but you know, it but is it what doesn't it is. work because nobody really gets nobody can't cancel no, somebody. You can't, can't right. cancel anyone. Like who has successfully been canceled? Chris and Michelle. Yeah, but her Apple's sales uh, did drop. Like we don't hear about him having a concert Jeremy though. Louis C.K. I feel like cancel that culture. Epstein guy who depending on <laughs> depending on <laughs> what industry yeah, you he's in, for right, he's canceled for life. You yeah. can kind of get canceled, not canceled as in like okay, boom, delete, and yeah. just you uh, taken out of society. But it can have <laughs> true, but it can have an effect on your career. Like how you mentioned Chris at Michelle, <laughs> she even talked about it like in an interview or a post. Like after all that events, when she people try to cancel her, mm. it really did affect her life. Like album sales, people don't mm. really want to put her in new media outlets. Like mm. kind of really put in a position where she really did lose out a lot of money. Same thing with um, what's that guy with the with the uh. Gap the tooth, some he's seen Daniel Caesar. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did successfully cancel. Oh yeah, what happened to Daniel like, Caesar? His album he's... sales dropped. Yeah, dropped. But people have short memories, though. I feel like in a year or two, 
He's gonna come out with a banger, and people mm. want to forget Twitter about is it. forever. But Twitter, Twitter is, is forever. Forever. Yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, man. It's and forever. he even said he got cocky in that little IG. Like, like you can like, cancel me. You can cancel me. Okay. And it was like that. <laughs> hey, speaking of cancel cancel culture, did anyone see the Dave Chappelle? Y'all saw that? So listen, it, it, it's not his best, but it's pretty good. Like it gets better as it goes on. But in the mm. beginning, it feels like like Shana said on Facebook, like Dave Chappelle trying to get canceled, but he too big now. Right. Like yeah, he, like, like yeah, he really trying his yeah. best. But I'm like, because uh, he's when it's, a legend. He it's is. So when it starts off, it's like okay, you saying all these controversial things. Kind of where's the punchline? Right. You know? And he kind of takes his takes his time getting to the punchline that's how he is but it felt like it was a shock value special yeah i definitely agree i'm like he's just he's saying it to to be provocative and that's kind of it right um although it was it was good i definitely enjoyed it it got better as it got on as it it went on i like the epilogue too yeah did you watch the epilogue epilogue was pretty good uh no, what was the epilogue? The ep- if you keep watching it like past the credits, okay. you have to keep watching it past the credits, and then the it's like a twenty five yeah, minute epilogue yeah. that comes on after. Okay, yeah. what what so good. what is it? So basically, it was uh him in, in, talking to people in the audience. They were answering or asking him questions. He was answering them. It's pretty okay, good. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. Um, let's talk about. Antonio Brown, you want to just segue into that? Yeah, Antonio Brown. Okay. So who So who was this guy? <laughs> Antonio Brown was I'm not in touch with the world. He was the receiver, wide receiver for um the Raiders, Oakland Raiders. He had a crazy summer. So this summer he ended up burning his feet. No, he got his feet frozen through this cryo chamber <laughs> thing he was in. So his feet were frozen. It was horrible. He had like skin falling off and whatnot. Um then he started complaining about his helmet. helmet. He wanted to keep his old helmet. Because the NFL was changed to these new helmets, so you had this huge giant, you know, uproar with this. His, his uh, team about that was it tight on his head or something? Or? Well, I think the new helmets they they fit differently. I think um, okay. he didn't he didn't care for it. And then all of a sudden, earlier this week, there was a situation where he got almost almost into a fight with his his GM, his general manager, or the owner of uh, the Raiders, and they ended up uh, suspending him, and he took away I think two hundred and. $17,000. They fined him $217,000. Um, and then they took away his $30 million guarantee contract. All of all of this because over his antics. So he pretty much lost $30 million. No, 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 no. You forgetting about he called his jam a cracker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, forgot about that part. Yeah. That's a big part. Yeah. I don't think white people are offended by that word. Randy, are you offended? <laughs> <laughs> a saltine cracker? Come on now. But we'll, we'll, All right, go ahead. But, so, like, but with that... Of course, all the think pieces come out. Right. Like, you can't right. say that he should be out of the NFL. Yeah. What if the roles were reversed? Mm-hmm. Like, Long story short, he yeah. ended up uh, getting, dropped. getting dropped from the Raiders, but he got picked up right. by the Patriots right he got after. Right up. Right, like, like he an hour it. later. Yes. And I think that's what happened. They said that the Patriots are actually, like, months ago, they were trying to, to trade for, for AB, um, but the Raiders wouldn't let him. And so I think this is all concocted for him to go to the, the Patriots. And that's like a big conspiracy, conspiracy is going on as well. So that was his drama. It was nuts. Y'all need to definitely, you have to go on Twitter and kind of read through it, man. It's, it is nuts. Um, I mean, I won't, but thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for some, some, man, some of it. Res- man, and I do, like, I super duper respect that because, like, I see what you're talking about. Like, black Twitter is like a fun Toxic place. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's, a fun, yeah it's a fun, it's toxic place. It's a place. fun, toxic place. And, yeah. and, like, a lot of people, like, if you say, you can, like, I can say something random about mm-hmm. a celebrity, not at them. Mm-hmm. Right. And somebody just searching their name will jump in your mentions. Shut the fuck up. You bum ass bitch. Wait, hold on. I'm telling you. Like, but I'm not for, like, internet thugging. Like, uh-huh. if I don't, if I won't speak to you like that in real life, then I won't. You know, engage with you like that, mm-hmm. but, but on like it's like the wild, wild west, like For on real. the internet, like people are very disrespectful. But and you can go down like a black hole, like it. So That's I horrible. get, I get why you will not, you know, venture into Twitter. But I can't. Yeah. It's the one app that I cannot live without. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I be like every You're time I take a break, I be like always end up back on it. Like dang. But it's I the epitome it. of group thing. It's yes. like you get people together who all have this. They will jump on you for, like you said, anything. I'm and now everyone's using these clown memes. Like clown meme is like the, the big thing now. Listen, I noticed that. I'm more of a Facebook, uh, Instagram dude, but once oh, in a dude. while I'll, I'll I'll tap into a Reddit thread, and that can re- that can get really dark. Oh, Reddit, yeah. Reddit can get dark. Yeah. 
I don't do Reddit. So too many. But well, some of those Reddit th- threads that I've seen, like people have shared it on Twitter. It's like, come on now. Like I saw one Reddit thread where the guy's father-in-law put him on, grounded him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He took what? a phone call during dinner, and then when he got back to the table, his father-in-law had took his plate, talking about oh, like, you can't go to, you can't eat because oh, I was rude. Wow. Oh, wow. No, the wildest thing <laughs> I saw on Reddit, I found on Twitter, somebody was talking about like, yo, people talking about their drug experiences on here is really crazy and dark. And I was just yeah. like, let me just see this. I like uh, twisted dark things. Let me see this. Click, and I was mm. like, whoa, people out here are wild. Yeah. I was just like, this Reddit stuff is a little too raw. Suddenly, yeah, like Reddit. So- Reddit, I don't know. 4chan is worse than Reddit, though. Oh, 4chan is. 4chan is like 4chan the, is uh, it's like, like it's Howell, Michigan. Right. It's like worse not Howell. The worst of the worst people. IGN.com is full of a lot of incels. <laughs> Do you guys still use Tumblr? No, no, I really used, no, no not in two really. years. But um, yeah. we're segueing into a hip hop corner. Um, uh, a staple in the game is retiring, allegedly. Allegedly. Nicki Minaj is retiring to start her family. She's not retiring. I get it, man. I get it. You have to, like, um, as a woman, I, I kind of feel like, you know, as a working woman, when it comes to your family, sometimes you got to step away from your job yeah. in order to do it effectively and efficiently. And, like, her job, like, like entertainment is so much. And it's not, like, not, you know, it used to be a point in time where all artists had to give us was their art. Yes. Right. But now, like, you have to give us your art. <laughs> their your opinions. <laughs> Right. Your like your opinions on, you know, everything and yeah. your life. <clears throat> and if she wants that portion of her life to be private, she is gonna have to step away from the game. But I think she just felt that that pressure from Cardi B. Cardi B was on her. You know, she was she's taking over the game. She's taking mm-hmm. over the game. did the same thing. On, he man. retired while fifty was hot. Yeah. Came back. So do you think well, I feel like this is gonna happen more often too. I think people are gonna realize like we want this personal, they want their life balance. You know, of course you want to be out there making albums and music, but as you said, your personal private life, it's important. It means something. Um, I feel like this is kind of the thing that people are going to do. Like, think about Andrew Luck, and I equate this to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he was a great athlete for the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who ended up retiring. He was 29 years old. He retired because he just, he felt the, the game was taking a toll on him, physically. And so I think, Kind of like Nicki Minaj, she had to step away when it was right, and so I think mm-hmm. for her, she can come back if she wants to. Like she, we're always gonna, you know, receive her. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she has a solid fan base. Yeah, yeah she does. She been like in the game for ten years straight. <laughs> yeah. Like she came out. I remember she came out in two thousand nine. Like really came out yeah. off the at the bat. So we've been working consistently ten years straight, and you can tell she's a very hard worker. You know, sure. you go. You at some point, you need a break, and then somebody mentioned. And, uh, I, I, I thought that maybe she just felt unappreciated because people have not really been respecting Nikki. We can never forget that song where she kind of like arguably bodied everybody. Monster. Yes, oh, yeah. that's a classic. That. Um, you know what, man? I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is made for the Joker role. There's already early Oscar buzz about it, and Joker won Golden Lion at the Venus Film Festival. No. So uh, we ain't got to touch too much on that. But I mean, I, I I told y'all, I think he's good for that role. You know what? I just seeing the, the trailers, man, is is going to be amazing. Like he just, like you said, he just he has that persona. There's something about him where he can just delve into these characters, um, very similar to Heath Ledger. Take on his persona. Um, I think he's going to kill him. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm saying this in the beginning. No, no, okay. no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm no, no, I'm definitely excited to see it. Just looking at the trailers and, and um, as we, especially as we get closer to that time when it's released, though. Yeah, yeah. Another one, I heard Waves. I heard some good buzz about Ra- Waves, which is another movie by, um, it's got that guy from It Comes This Is night. Us. That was the guy from This oh, Is yeah. Us. Sterling Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It has, some, it has some really good buzz on that one. The guy I'm that excited. made It Comes at Night is directing that yeah. one. Yeah. That's it. So I'm excited. Um, I think it's about like a coming to age story, you know, about this black family. Um, yeah, so this should be a good one. I love okay. Sterling. Yeah, he's he's great, man. I love this is us. Like I love 
every <laughs> version of his name is Randy. Like I love yes. Randy, teenage yeah. Randy, grown up Randy. Such like a I good love actor. all the awesome. Every episode is on ten notes. Like that's a high octane. Drama. Yes. yes, I love it. Each and I'm also a crier, so like I cry all the time. <laughs> the writers' room really know how to really pull at somebody's heartstrings. But right. I have to say, the last two years, a lot of black films have been very, um, been very good. Like yeah. films in general. I haven't seen myself going back to the movies more. One movie I'm really excited about, like Queen and Slim. Oh yeah, that yeah, it's pretty good. So Black Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Yeah, yes. that's good. Uh, we got a return to stand up. A legend, Eddie <laughs> Murphy. He's think he's uh well, it's actually it's solidified now. He's coming back to stand up and going on a tour. It's not gonna be the same though. Mm. You think this ain't gonna well, be Eddie? Man, it, I don't know. Like he's capable of being funny. This ain't gonna be the raw Eddie Murphy. No, yeah, well, of course it's, not. It's that rich, was that's it's like like with Kevin Hart. Like his last stand up was like, oh, I have money. Prom- like I have all these problems because I'm rich now. <laughs> like, <laughs> rich people. This is the best way to do this. Go down my long oh my dark drive. Like, <laughs> right. Take out the trash. Being that <laughs> Murphy <laughs> lives in California, if he does like some like sample jokes at the comedy store mm. or whatever comedy club is there he can try out his material on the audience and then take it to sure. the nationwide yes. tour that's what Chris Rock does that's true. and I think he can make his material relatable like, it's, a, it's about time though man I was waiting for him to come back though. Yeah, I, it ain't gonna be the same Eddie of course you know no. we in a different culture but well, it could be because you know like Chris Rock is very rich but Tambourine I feel like was a very good stand up oh it you was know, relatable oh, content mm-hmm. Chris Rock is not funny though he, I mean, he, he's never saying. said controversial things in the 80s that today would be like, oh, you can't say that. Oh, yeah. The first, like, 30 yeah. seconds of Raw, it's like, oh. For real. <laughs> of course. For real. Like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but they, you saw Dave Chappelle. He was a little bit. Yeah, but he never. Like, like, like but Dave Chappelle, it's not like a straight up, like, like in the 80s, Eddie Murphy was around at the same time as Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're both, like, uncensored, like. Yeah. And you could you could look at their stuff as homophobic, even though it wasn't. It was just saying homophobic slurs and being funny with it. Like mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle's not that. Like yeah. you know, there's there's a, there's a point to his comedy. You yeah. know, with Eddie Murphy and Andrew Dice Clay, it was just being straight up out the gate, just whatever. Mm. I was speaking to Kevin Hart. Oh, the accident. The accident. The, but the first off, the HBO series, the LeBron James barbershop thing, the shop. The Ooh. Little he was getting some flack. Yeah, about that. I, I don't think that was a big deal. Like he, like I, I understand be, having your blinders on and not being, not realizing what Lil Nas X is saying. But I mm-hmm. think he was more so coming from a point of saying, like, "Yo, who cares in this day right. and age? You shouldn't be worried about that, bro." But I think. Like I said, like like going like on Twitter, like a lot of people are trying to put like like the face of homophobia, like black. They're trying to make black men the face of homophobia, mm. like they're the most homophobic and they're not accepting and blah 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 blah. So like basically, what I feel, I feel like, but I can't, I can't judge what he's trying, like his intent, because I'm not. Gay, I'm not in that community. Right. So I can't tell them that their outrage is not justified. I can't tell you that that's not a real barbershop setting because <laughs> yes. yeah, it's true. black men don't sit around in the barbershop with their legs crossed drinking wine. Not legs crossed. <laughs> you know LeBron mm-hmm. loves his wine, though. He's he's the wine guy. They don't drink wine. They no, they don't drink, drink wine. They might drink beer. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe some, some dark liquor. a little weed. Right. <laughs> but no. That is true. But I mean, I think, um, again, it goes into this this culture of twitter that i hate anyway i think they just jumped on him and well, his intentions were were good i think he was trying to tell the other guy the light-skinned guy like hey man it's okay like he doesn't have to justify who he is um you mean Lil Nas X. no no it was another it was oh the, the moderator the moderator you're yeah, right, moderator, you're right, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. yeah and he was just trying to tell him like Lil Nas X doesn't have to justify who he is he, he is who he is doesn't it shouldn't matter but like well my thing with Lil Nas X he's like yeah you know coming up in the black community you know like you grew up in atlanta it's a black city. We come on. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. 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 There are still oh wait. In Atlanta, <laughs> but Atlanta is more accepting it, than other. Yeah. More accepting than other black communities. Right. But I, like I said, like I don't like. I mean, I I get it. Like because mm-hmm. we like hard. Like we have a lot of hardcore Christians. Right. But I really don't feel like we are any more homophobic than any other mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. People evolve. To, yeah, we, I feel like, I mean, we, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's just, this, I mean, it's, it's probably a sample size. It's, we are a smaller population in the United States. And so it could be equivalent. The, the number of people who are homophobic could be equivalent to 
white people, but yeah. we're a smaller size, so it may seem like more. We like, had an episode it, about this, didn't we? Early on, we when, when Keese was here. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. You know, um, yeah. But um, you, but they all had, like, you know, like, um, you know, we had little old school terms. You oh, know, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. your yeah. uncle is in the life. <laughs> Not the life. My dad from down south. They, they say just, punk. Oh, there's a few little punks. They say a little sugar in the tank. Right, sh- sugar like that. I'm just like, yeah, that. sugar in the tank. Sh- like, uh-huh. but my uncle could come around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And with his friend, would they? <laughs> I feel like when it, I don't know, like when he came out, I was just like I don't feel like that shock value as high anymore because I feel mm. like we more accepting now because like oh, okay mm. you. All right. And plus yeah. his page, his Twitter page used to be a Nicki Minaj fan page. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So we kind of already know. You know, it's good. he was trying to hide that he used to be a Barb's. And like, like you said, the Twitter, the internet never forgets. Like, yeah, yeah, his name on Twitter used to be Nas Mirage. <laughs> yeah. Gonna ride till I can't ride no more. Okay. Uh, That's a good transition. Man, that was a lot of uh, topics we went through, For man. Real? This was your day, Eric. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be back. It's very good to be back. Wait, question. Go ahead. Any movies that y'all seen? Mm-hmm. We got to talk about that next episode. I've <laughs> I, I seen, seen a lot, man. I, I saw a couple a of good ones, too. But all right. Yeah, it was, it was a ton a ton of stuff to, to cover this week, man, because like, we missed the whole month. So a lot of current events happened. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm just excited for football season. Y'all don't, y'all don't know how much I love football. So uh, for those who don't know, um, the Lions pl- started playing today. Michigan State plays. They played yesterday. They won 51 to, to 17. Michigan almost Ooh, lost. Yep. Michigan almost lost the Army. <laughs> to the Army. Not a surprise. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, so much stuff has happened. Um, y'all, these, real quick, though, I saw a good movie. It was decent. Um, don't Let Go. I just want to briefly plug it. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Is I was good? thinking about seeing it. I, I liked it. I mean, it was it had some holes in the plot, but okay. I liked it. I personally enjoyed it. So, question. It's like the black frequency, ain't it? Yeah. Or if, someone, if someone goes ahead and see it, is it it's not one of, those, one of those movies where I could tell how this movie going to end midway. Because I love us. I loved it. But midway, I could, I was able to pick up on some things. You, you know, the only one. You, I kind of can. Um, so, I will say this. Some things are kind of like obvious, but then it takes a kind of a turn that you may not expect. Yes. Right. So some things you can figure out, but. Because um. the preview looked at like it was I like the twist of the preview because like in a way the preview it was actually a pre movie preview mm. that didn't tell you how the movie's going to play yeah. out. Cause I'm just like, OK, how how is she calling from the past? Like, right. it's some Twilight Zone thing going on. It was like similar I, to Deja Vu, though. I don't know if you've seen Deja Vu. No, I've never uh, seen it. With Denzel, with Denzel Washington, Washington and Paula Patton. Yeah, that was a good one as well. But we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into more of these conversations. Um, you know, the next. You're always up. welcome back. Yeah, you're, all, you're always welcome back. Please come back. But <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cynthia, for for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Um, you know, we had a long recap from a long month off, so we truly thank you all for sitting in, tuning in with us. Um, we're gonna see you all next week for the next episode. So please like, subscribe, share. It's been another great episode of Can We Talk.